0: Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from Detroit. And quarantine is almost over, New York is reopening, Michigan is reopening. <sighs> we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel, how great is that? Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's been a long year, uh, but it, it's almost, it, life is hopefully going to be resuming uh, normalcy soon. So, gay. I think that's what we all want. <clears throat> um, and speaking of things that we all want, we have probably the biggest scoop ever in the history of drunk gossip. So... What I want to do is walk you through a couple of things. Uh, Between 2005 and like 2009-ish, Leonardo DiCaprio was dating Bar Raphael publicly. He also had a romance uh, underneath the scenes, or behind the scenes, rather. Uh, We're not going to discuss much about that. Most people who are well-versed in gossip, know who the person that he was actually uh, in a relationship with uh, was. And they also know that, um, at one point in time, Leo actually was out as a bisexual man, uh, and then his publicist, uh, as he started getting bigger and bigger roles, and, um... as as he was getting bigger and bigger roles and all that, they kind of tried to scrub that interview from the record books, right? So, um, the reason why uh, we're not going to discuss the other partner is because the other partner has not publicly come out, and I don't think it's right to out people. Um, but with Leo having, uh, having been out as a bisexual male, um, we, we felt that it was okay to go ahead with this story. So, Leo and his partner both understood that he had to have a showmance. Barr was cool with it. You know, she, um, she has actually told people that she made more money being Leo's girlfriend than she ever did modeling. And the truth of the matter is, is she actually liked Leo. They were actually very good friends. Um. So everything was working out for everybody, and then along came a woman who very, very clearly wanted uh, something more from Leo. Uh, she applied for jobs. She she did everything to get into his inner circle. She was an actress. Uh, She was an extra in a couple of the movies that he did. And she kept trying to get close to him. When that failed to ignite. She resorted to trying to blackmail him. And in fact, she asked for $50,000. Leo. Believing that he didn't have anything to worry about since uh, he hadn't actually done anything with this woman, Com- completely just kind of blew it off. He didn't take it seriously. Uh, he did. He did tell his people, but no one, no one actually uh, was concerned. Well, when this woman didn't get paid, she went online and started spreading the story about how he slept with her. And fathered her child. <clears throat> she was hoping to, that the story would take wind and it would get picked up by a tabloid and force Leo's hand into uh, making her go silent. Unfortunately, her story read too much like fan fiction and things stalled. No tabloid picked it up, and while the Rumor has uh, made the rounds on the internet. No gossip site has actually picked it up either. That's how fanatical this sounds. Uh, in her story, uh, they made love in the park. And um, in one, one section, um, she talks about how Ah, uh, they got it on everywhere, and she couldn't get enough of him, and he couldn't get enough of her. Well, as it turned out, this woman may not have been lying too much. Ah, uh, she was definitely she definitely targeted the wrong celebrity, uh, but allegedly. She actually did sleep with Toby McGuire in the same time period. Now, when I asked my various sources, uh, both New York and Los Angeles, why she would do this, why she would uh, target Leo rather than Toby when, you know, both were megastars, stars, both are very wealthy, and in fact, Toby Maguire's wife is the daughter of a Hollywood movie studio, so they very easily could have gotten her work or gotten her the money that she so desired. The answer is very simple. She figured that having Leo's baby would be the bigger fish and that his people would just pay her to go away when they didn't pay her to go away she was very confounded and upset uh and if you if you look at the pictures of the child which you post on instagram the child actually looks so much like Tommy mcguire it's not even funny um And of course, this was, uh, this was during the notorious uh, pussy posse days for both Leo and Toby. Uh, Toby obviously wanted to keep this affair under wraps because he and his wife were still going strong, and he still thought he had a shot at a long Hollywood career. Those, those hopes have vanished, uh, uh, as he. As we all know now, he is divorced and uh moving on with his life. This woman is not uh going away silently and she's not changing her story. uh she once again tried to get money out of Leo in the hopes of in the hopes of keeping uh in the hopes of keeping uh, the money train coming in once again leo's people blocked it and now they feel they have good reason uh, to to discredit her because uh first of all the the rumors are already out online nothing has picked up and she published a book on amazon outlining this fan fiction story of hers uh and i've checked out the book it was actually doing quite well uh it was number 15 in um, Celebrities and Biographies, I think it think the category was. Um, so this woman is making money off the story. Uh, she has definitely labeled it uh, nonfiction. However, uh, they are not going to... Leo's people are not going to make a move to try to discredit or have the book taken down because the controversy would only fuel sales of the book and, in the end, would probably cost Leo more to, to fight and sue for libel uh, since she doesn't actually use his real name. Uh, in, in the book, he is called Jack. And while it's easy to trace a line from Leo to Jack, uh, anyone who's seen Titanic can do that. Uh, their thought is she would argue that uh, she would argue that she never specifically said that it was Leo and tried to use the suit as an admission of guilt. Which, of course, would become an even bigger public relations nightmare. So, they're letting it go, uh, but they're not happy about it. And they are definitely making moves right now to make sure that this woman uh, discontinues blackmailing Leo and... Uh, quits trying to profit off of this story unless she relabels it uh, fiction. Our LA source has not indicated what their plan is. Uh, But according to my New York source, Leo's people would be wise to uh, um, address the rumors And call them nothing but fan fiction. And point out that he was in a relationship uh, with one of the most beautiful women in the world when the the child was allegedly conceived. And while that may not convince everyone, especially those Leo haters. She said that um, walking step by step through and proving that he couldn't have been with her because... He was either sailing around with Barr and his partner, or uh, he was on a movie set, surrounded by people. And our, our New Yorkers actually followed this timeline and was able to 100 di- percent disprove that Leo could even uh, dream of being the father. Of course, the story is big, it's developing, and we are going to stay right on it. And I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. And we haven't talked about Wendy Williams in a hot minute. Uh, we, In fact, I think the last time we talked about her was when we had... Um, when we had the exclusive about her hitting her employees, uh, which broke the mainstream media two weeks after we, uh, two weeks after we (laughs) broke the story, so, uh, yay us, first of all, um, and secondly, um, there's just not really been much to talk about, um, we have talked about how her show is likely ending this season, um, and, and she knows that the show is coming to an end, uh, you know, if you, if you see, if you watch the show, you will see she is just behaving so badly towards her guests. Um, uh, she told one of the housewives that she, uh, she can't go out with her. She doesn't want to spend any time with anyone because she's too busy looking for a man. Honey, honey. Get your life in order first and then find you a man, okay? I mean, Wendy Wendy has gone and lost her mind, frankly. You know, I think people felt a little bit bad for her uh, in the beginning because, you know, her husband was cheating on her very openly with both men and women. Um... He had a baby with another woman while they were married, uh, but he was still collecting that big ass paycheck for uh being a producer on her show and um still spending all of her money and stealing from her. But that sympathy quickly drained away. Uh and I think that's the same could be said even with um executives that brought her on board. Uh, bless me (laughs) i think the same (coughs) could be said for the executives who brought her on board and uh got the show going on in the first place everyone's very frustrated with her nobody wants to deal with wendy williams at this point uh her staff Is all but gone. Uh, They're working with a very skeletal... uh, A a very skeletal uh, staff right now. Uh, Partly because... You know, it is COVID times. And um, getting back into the studio is not easy. But also because... uh, She's just not kind. She's not a good person. Now, I've been trumpeting this for the past year or so. But executives at the production company have been looking to replace her. Um, she, she is one of the most expensive daytime talk show hosts out there. Uh, I th- arguably the only two who are uh, more expensive uh, than Wendy Williams is uh Ellen DeGener- Ellen DeGeneres, who is uh, looking to in her own show, uh, and we're going to talk more about that later. And uh, potentially Kelly Rippa. Uh, and the but the difference between those two women and Wendy Williams are their longevity. Um, I believe Ellen is in season twenty one, maybe season twenty two of her show. Um, and Kelly has been on live with uh on live for um uh, at least twenty years. Uh, I actually believe it's coming up on twenty one years. Uh, so this is not something that's new. This is not something that. Uh, It should be shocking to people, frankly. What is shocking, though, is how... How much Wendy feels entitled to uh, not only the salary, but to not actually do any of the work. Uh, My source at the Wendy Williams show has told me multiple times that producers have asked her to watch movies and or TV shows before uh, talking with a guest. She refuses. Uh, She has been given books but she refuses to read them especially if the celebrity in question seemed to have questioned Wendy's ability to write a book herself. Everyone was kind of hoping that uh The Lifetime documentary, Wendy, A Hot Mess, and the Wendy Williams biopic would ramp up interest in not only Wendy herself, but also uh, for the Wendy Williams show. It did not do that. Uh, Ratings have continued to sag. And at this point, uh, executives are are just looking for ways to uh, keep the show going until uh, they can launch another talk show and make sure that this one gets traction. Uh, Wendy herself seems to be checked out and has said to multiple people, including our source at the Wendy Williams show, that she needs to be on a show like The Real Housewives where She can flourish. Now, Andy Cohen has said that there's no way he would ever bring Wendy Williams on. Uh, He doesn't think that she would fit in with the cast of The Real Housewives of New York. Nor does he believe that she would fit in with The Housewives of New Jersey. (laughs) So, that leaves one to wonder where she would actually fit uh there have been there has been some speculation that she could be uh wanting to move over to Lifetime where she could launch her own where she could launch her own uh reality show following her life and where she would make just about the same amount of money uh, for her her reality show as she does for her talk show uh, with much less work. However, people, uh, network executives at Lifetime don't actually seem to want to work with Wendy any more than what they necessarily have to. And... They there have been numerous people who have said that the only way Wendy will get her own talk show or her own reality show rather, uh, is if she brings some of her famous friends with her. And seeing as she's burned bridges with Nini uh, Nini Leaks and among other uh, reality show stars, it doesn't seem very likely that she's going to be able to uh to do this. Uh she had pitched and was very, very uh upset that uh she was blocked from doing this. Uh she wanted to basically turn her talk show into a reality show, uh, revolving around her finding her next mate. Executive said that if she wanted to do that she should put together a package and shop it around to Uh, The networks and or the streamers, to which she started screaming that she was bigger than the streamers and she would never do a streaming show. (coughs) And she only wants to do a top tier uh, network. Uh, She said she would do Lifetime or she would do Bravo in terms of cable networks. But she wasn't really fond of any others. And in fact, she believes that she should get a show on one of the main broadcast networks. ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox. Uh, None of which have expressed any interest in carrying her show. Her reality show. Uh, And she's very disgruntled with Fox because... In her mind, she saved their asses uh, with, the, with the daytime show. And so they should automatically give her a primetime show. But that does not appear to be on her agenda. Uh, of course, this is a developing story and we're going to stay on top of it. But for right now, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I am back. So, Lauren Michaels and Saturday Night Live shocked the world with the announcement that Elon Musk would be hosting the show on May 8th. Frankly, it doesn't make any sense. Um, Elon Musk has not shown uh, himself to be funny. He has not shown himself to be an actor of any sort. And uh, he's a highly controversial figure. Now, Saturday Night Live has always uh, demonstrated the ability to uh, bring out the best in certain people and in um, others, leave it, um, it's, it's best left un, unsaid. <laughs> um, and they have a history of allowing controversial figures uh, to host, including uh, Donald J. Trump during the 2016 election now Hillary was given the same opportunity, however, uh, given that she know she's not an actress and all that she chose to instead show up as herself in a skit uh, with Kate McKinnon, who impersonates her still Elon Musk is a billionaire uh, who has pockets of fans, but overall is generally not regarded very well. So it seemed a very odd choice for... uh, He seemed to be a very odd choice for uh, Saturday Night Live. Not to mention that Elon Musk has uh, a very different... um, take on COVID-19, uh, when, in fact, he, uh, moved uh, his company from California to Texas because he claimed that Texas was, uh, friendlier towards manufacturing and all that. So, and Saturday Night Live has very strict quarantine rules, uh, we witnessed that with Morgan Whalen, uh, when he was set to be uh the musical guest. We um we saw that uh Lauren Michaels has no problem booting anyone, no matter how popular you are or how powerful you think you are. Well, it turns out that Lauren actually has an ace up his sleeve because he doesn't think that Elon Musk will actually show up. He thinks that this was a way for him to get some publicity and all that. Now, musical, musical guest Miley Cyrus has hosted and uh, been the music guest before. But she is not being asked to serve double duty in case of an emergency. Rather... New York resident and Saturday night Live Mainstay, Alec Baldwin is in the wings just waiting for Elon to drop out uh The relationship between Lauren and Alec goes way back uh, <coughs> um, there are multiple stories about uh the two being really good friends uh and <coughs> um lauren helping Lauren helping Alec when he was going through a career downshift, as well as um, Alec stepping in to play Donald Trump from twenty fifteen until twenty twenty now when people assume that there was a falling out of some sort when Alex said that he was glad to be done with. When Alex said that he was glad to be done with playing the character, that's not the case. Uh, Alex has a tendency to like to only play the same role for a little while. And even during the 30 Rock. Even during the 30 Rock uh, run. He had often asked if it would if he needed to be part of uh the cast um as a regular cast member because he was ready to put Jack uh behind him. Tina Fey convinced him to stay because again they're very good friends. They come from the same school of comedy. And of course everything worked out. He won like five Emmys and <coughs> So Um, and Alec has hosted Saturday Night Live more than just about any other person on earth, <clears throat> um, and it, so it's it's not really that hard for him to to do, and he's always more more than happy to step into uh, the role of host whenever Lauren needs him, and it is looking more and more likely that this is going to happen. Uh, Not only for the aforementioned reasons about Elon Musk, uh, but Saturday Night Live cast members are revolting and refusing to work with Elon Musk. Uh, Bowen Yang and Kate McKinnon were among the first to voice their displeasure with the decision each saying that they would not appear in sketches with him. Now, that's easily brushed off. Uh, Again, he's a very controversial figure. And there were cast members who did not want to appear in sketches with Donald Trump. And at any given time, Lauren takes his casts very seriously uh, and doesn't uh, punish them. For not wanting to work with uh, a certain host. For whatever the reason is. Sometimes it's personal. Sometimes uh, it's political. And other times it's just bad chemistry. But as more and more are starting to say, no, I'm not going to do this. uh, His hands could be, his, his hands very well could be tied. Things are so bad that Elon Musk was on Twitter, crowdsourcing sketch ideas from uh, from fans, from his followers. This is a big no-no. Lauren is furious about this, <clears throat> and according to our NBC source, Lauren has let. Elon and his and his agents know that this is not how things are done. If he wanted to crowdsource sketch ideas, he he could very easily do that himself with the SNL, uh, Twitter, or by announcing uh, a contest. Instead, he wants the writers and the cast and the host to come up with these sketch ideas themselves. He's also saying that it's a testament to just how utterly unpopular Elon Musk is and why Elon Musk needs Saturday Night Live more than it needs him. Now, I've seen time and again people saying that uh, this must be a sign that Uh, Saturday Night Live is nearing the end of its run that no one wants to do it that is that is simply not true at least once a season they like to look outside of uh, the entertainment world and try to bring someone in that maybe um doesn't get a lot of love it doesn't have a lot of um uh credits as it were Um, uh, we have seen talk show hosts we've seen uh the previously mentioned Donald Trump we have seen um, multiple other people looking in and and doing this so it cannot be a huge Huge shock to anybody that, uh, that Lauren Michaels is ahead of the curve on this and um, wanting to bring in someone who, you know, you, you typically wouldn't equate to comedy. But it will be a shock to people who haven't been paying attention, basically. And speaking of paying attention, I need to take a break, and I will be right back. And from one douche to another, we are going to speak about Josh Duggar. And, uh, frankly, I just don't even know, honestly. Um, it's one of those things where, uh well, and I d- agreed that it was it was mandatory that we talk about it. Uh, but neither one of us really um, had much to say on the subject. Um, uh, for those who don't know, last week, Josh Duggar was arrested. Charges were not immediately available. <coughs> uh, and then we found out on Friday... That he is being charged with two counts of child pornography. The first count is receiving it. And the second one is possession of it. As part of his uh, bail hearing, he is not allowed to live in the house with his children. uh, And he is not allowed to uh, be around any kids, frankly. Uh, his family <coughs> his family has all but turned on him at this point. Uh, his sister Jenna said that she was horrified by the charges against him. uh His parents uh released a statement saying that they hope that no matter what the truth is it is uh it is revealed. None of these statements are what you would expect from a family who who has someone that they love being tried for very serious charges. Uh, <clears throat> he could see in prison time, uh, our legal expert said uh, the maximum sentencing should be up to 20 years. Uh, she expects... Uh, that should he be found guilty, should he be convicted, uh, the judge would likely take into account, uh, his character and all of that, and probably give him a minimum of 10 to 15 years. If he pleads out, which is what she's expecting, uh, she, she expects him to get, um, between five and seven years. Uh, and I spoke with various sources, uh, including one who actually worked on, uh, 19 and counting. And the belief, the, their belief was that, uh, Anna, Anna Doger, who is Josh's wife, uh, will be filing for divorce. Uh, this is one embarrassment to Winnie at this point, and especially as it comes on the heels of her uh, announcing that they're expecting another baby. And in those terms, one of our PR experts said it almost seemed like he he must have known uh, that these charges were coming. Uh, that he must have known that the charges were coming. His way because he did make that announcement and was riding a wave of positive publicity until he was, until he was arrested. It also seems to be a play to uh, tamper with the jury pool, uh, perhaps in the hopes of uh, them feeling too bad to convict swinging this back over to the legal experts, Uh, she said that there's no way a jury pool will be uh, swayed by this. And in fact, it would be foolhardy for him to expect to be released um, or acquitted and sent back with all of those kids, including the newborn baby. Not much is known about what was taken from his computer and other files. Uh, Rumors have already begun circulating that it was male and females. Uh, Gay rumors have always followed Josh Duggar. Um, But as one psychologist friend of mine pointed out, uh, this type of abuse is not always about sexual pleasure. It is usually about power. <laughs> and given that we don't know the ages of the victims, uh, she is very hesitant to, to weigh in on uh, what it all can mean. However, she did give us one little uh, tidbit here that I thought was interesting she said if if there are both male and females of any age uh it's not necessarily in in any way an indication of uh sexual orientation uh she said uh, she has not treated uh, Josh Duggars. she asked me to say that, but she did mention that it is very possible that someone, uh, whether it was a male or a female, could have molested Josh himself, which led to him, uh, molesting his sisters and now, uh, being in possession of child, (coughs) being in possession of child pornography. (coughs) When I, uh, when I mentioned this to our legal expert, she said, uh, while that could be a defense that is mounted, it is almost never, almost never enough of a defense to, uh, for a jury to uh, acquit. She did offer up a couple of solutions here. Uh, if he turned over whoever sent it to whoever sent him the uh, child porn, uh, that could be uh, that could be very helpful. If he were to um, seek counseling, um, she doesn't think that, that would be enough to get an acquittal, uh, but the judge would go uh, would be a little bit more lenient when sentencing. Um, and one thing everyone seemed very concerned with is that if he's actually sent to prison, he is not likely going to make it out alive uh for that, I actually turned to a friend of mine who is an expert in uh in the prison system, and he told me that there is definitely um, common ground among most prisoners that child rapists and uh, people who uh, are seen as abusing children sexually and or uh, physically are not treated very well. He said that if this is the case, Josh will likely be in solitary confinement for his own protection. If he's out in the if he's out with the other prisoners, it is very likely that he himself will be raped. It is very likely that he himself uh will be beat up. And he's and our prison expert actually said that there's a very very high chance that uh Josh will be Uh, murdered. Now, he said, you know, there are some people who go in and, you know, obviously avoid uh, this type of situation, Uh, but it's not very common and it's not very likely that uh, Duggar, who has uh, been on TV and been in the public eye for many, many, many years, would be able to avoid any of that and his homophobic and um, racist comments from the past will likely uh, creep up on him and put him in danger. When I asked our legal expert if that could be a possible defense uh, that he wouldn't be safe in jail, she said no. She said she has seen that successfully argued three times, uh, but it did not keep the person out of jail, and it did not keep them from being convicted. Uh, She believes that his best shot at anything would be to get a pardon. Uh, And she said that getting a presidential pardon uh, would be nearly impossible and it would not save him from state charges. So the more you know. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. I am back. And I am bringing you. A scandal. That is literally rocking. The literary world. Right now. As we speak. Blake. Blake. Bailey who is a world-famous biographer has been accused of rape. Uh, the allegations were first printed by the New York Times and have been uh, re- uh reported and substantiated across multiple uh, different outlets. Valentina Reyes uh, is a 47-year-old Publishing executive, and she claims, uh, she alleges rather, that in 2015, while she and uh, Blake were staying at New York Times uh, book critic uh, Dwight Garner's house, Blake forced himself on her. She also uh went a step further and reports that she told Dwight and Dwight's wife about what happened. Uh, for his part, Dwight acknowledges that yes, uh she did indeed tell him about the rape, uh and says that she asked him to keep quiet. Uh <clears throat> which falls right in line with what uh, Valentina also said. So while these allegations were already taking the literary world by storm, it turns out that Blake had a habit of grooming, harassing, and assaulting students when he was a teacher. women have stepped forward and have claimed that when Blake was their teacher, he groomed them. Uh, One says that uh, years later, uh, after she, years after she was his 8th grade student, he actually raped her and allegedly said, I've been waiting for this pussy. And the allegations get much more damning from there. Uh, one girl who uh, who has one girl who has asked to remain anonymous has said that he forced her to give him head while while he was her teacher in exchange for changing the grade on her paper after the deed was done. He said that he never made the deal with her and that he should not have allowed her to suck his dick. When she threatened to complain about it, Blake blatantly told her that no one would believe her, that she was known around school as a big slut. Multiple people have confirmed that she told them uh, this story. And at least one person overheard him telling her that no one would believe her because she was known around the school as a slut. She was embarrassed and hurt. Uh, And it gets worse in her case. When they ran into each other years later and he was enjoying the success of one of his books he took her to bed And afterwards, said that she wasn't as good in bed as he remembered. And asked if she knew any, anyone younger was a less worn out... <clears throat> you see where this is going. So, as he's weathered this controversy... Blake has stayed stunningly silent, uh, not acknowledging that these allegations even exist. Even as he's seen his new book on Philip Roth, pulled by its publisher, the audiobook has been pulled, and there are talks of other books of his being pulled out of circulation, at least for the time being. <clears throat> but what this sticks up is an even deeper scandal. While Dwight, uh, while Dwight Garner cannot be uh, punished for keeping quiet about the rape of Valentina Rice, There's something much more sinister happening here. Multiple women over the years have called tips into the New York Times about Blake Bailey. And for one reason or another, they were shuffled around. Uh one one woman who spoke said she placed a tip with them only to hear that she had the wrong department and was pushed to another department before ultimately ending up talking to Dwight Gardner's voicemail now this could be a very uh innocent mistake bureaucracy at work here where one department doesn't know what the other is doing or they don't understand what the story is however there seems to be something else going on here for many years Blake Bailey was heralded as the foremost biographer (coughs) Of the literary world. And in fact. He. He has several. Uh, best-selling. Biographies to his name. Despite. Rumors and allegations against him dating. All the way back to the early 2000s. And. Our. Our first tipster is not the only one who said that uh, she called the New York Times and was shuffled around. Another, another woman who asked to be called, Vanessa, said she also called uh, and initially spoke to the literary department, but was told that this would fall more under crime and was shuffled over to them. Prime decided that that was not the type of story uh, that would be uh, that they would be responsible for that it was actually politics. Politics was very confused as to why she was calling and referred her back over to the literary section. This round and round went for nearly six months. Before she finally got frustrated. And stopped calling. I spoke with several sources. At the New York Times. And all of them. All of them have said yes. That this is definitely a case of. Not knowing where a story. Is supposed to go. Each one of them also indicated that... this is not something that is horribly shocking... given that... given the severity of the crime... and... the paper's relationship... with not only... Blake Bailey himself... but with the publishing world as a whole... and in fact... A number of them said that they're wondering how many, how many other women actually called to make the same complaint only to be given the runaround in order to kill the story. <clears throat> now, to its credit, the New York Times has admitted uh, its wrongdoing and how, in its handling of these allegations, the women are set to keep coming forth, and criminal charges are expected. When I spoke with our legal expert, she said that uh, the, it is her understanding that the statute of limitations for the rape. Uh, would be coming up next year. So uh, if Valentina wanted to uh, if Valentina wanted to file charges she would have to speak to prosecutors as quickly as possible. When asked about the rest of the women uh, she said that the students particularly the one Hoof uh, was forced to go to bed with him, and, and he raped repeatedly, she said because she was a minor, uh, the statute of limitations would be longer, uh, but she would still have to go speak to the prosecutors uh, and have these charges filed. The same way, uh, same thing that happened with Harvey Weinstein. <clears throat> and that's going to do it for me for today. Coming up next is Will with Politalk. Until we talk
1: again. Hey folks, it's producer Will here and welcome back to Politalk. We've got a largely international episode for you this week, as the political news coming out of the U.S. was pretty subdued. Old Sleepy Joe gave his first presidential address to Congress, a speech focused on his Build Back Better plan that was received well by 85% of listeners. There was not much progress on the infrastructure front that we talked about last week. And the Biden administration didn't have much time to address his missteps on the refugee cap before the news and the administration's diplomats had their attention grabbed by the ongoing crisis in India. A little bit of background. Earlier this year, prompted by a sharp decline in the number of daily COVID cases, the Indian government declared a victory over the coronavirus. Health Minister Harsh Vardhan declared that the country was in the endgame. Of the pandemic back in March, and the government proceeded to lift most of its lockdowns and social distancing restrictions. Prior to the announcement of a number of key elections, heated campaigns for the posts the winners of those elections would go on to fill, and holy festivals for the Hindu religion, including the Kumbh Mela festival centered around the River Ganges. Things took a turn for the worse pretty quickly. Beginning in early April, India was hit hard by a second wave a wave fueled by a combination of the emergence of new COVID variants, premature lifting of restrictions by the Indian government, and a significant slowdown in India's vaccination campaign caused by shortages of the vaccine. At press time, India was averaging over 400,000 new coronavirus cases a day. Official figures on deaths have been hard to come by due to the scale of the crisis. Most hospitals in India have been completely overwhelmed by the surge and are running out of or completely out of beds, oxygen, and day-to-day drugs for their patients. However, earlier in April, India hit a record of 1,600 deaths per day due to the coronavirus, and some experts have predicted that if the country doesn't check its spread, the death toll could go as high as 2,300 per day. Local anger at the government has been mounting during the crisis. The current administration has been criticized for months over failing to plan ahead regarding vaccine availability. Prime Minister Narendra Modi's administration didn't begin ordering vaccines in bulk until January 2021, and pharmaceutical companies within the country have criticized him for not giving them enough notice to ramp up production in time for the second wave. The prime minister has also drawn flack for continuing to campaign during the crisis. In his home province where hospitals are completely overwhelmed and have had to turn away new patients and cremation pyres burn day and night, many residents feel that the Prime Minister has abandoned them to play politics. The international response to the disaster has faced a lot of criticism as well. Although many nations, including the US, have committed to sending vaccines and medical aid to India, a number of activist groups have criticized the US and a number of its allies for voting against a plan to release patents on the COVID vaccine, which would allow smaller and less wealthy nations to develop their own generic versions of the vaccine more quickly, instead of having to buy from one of the companies that have already developed one. Bill Gates, in particular, caught a huge amount of flack for his defense of his position on the matter. Gates claimed he was against loosening those restrictions because Manufacturing vaccines and other drugs is a delicate process requiring specialized equipment, and you can't just convert a standard factory into one that produces vaccines safely and quickly. But his defense sounded kind of like bullshit to a lot of people, especially since India, in particular, has an enormous domestic pharmaceutical manufacturing industry. For example, the Serum Institute in India is the largest producer of the AstraZeneca vaccine in the world right now. I don't really have a good way to end this one on a funny note, because it's hard to overstate the scale of this crisis. This is like New York in the earliest days of the pandemic, where doctors had to make decisions about who even had a chance to survive and should be intubated, and who couldn't be saved, because there wasn't enough oxygen for everyone but worse by an order of magnitude and spread out across an entire nation. And most experts agree that it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's my hope on this matter that the U.S. approves more aid and that aid is effective. And hopefully, the effects of the vaccine shortage will encourage the World Health Organization and the Gates Foundation to rethink their stance on whether IP protection is the most important thing they should be focusing on right now. That's all for me, folks. And as always, cheers.